I'm Alexander for the Interzone Network. I want to tell you about newest sponsor, Cross Grand. They're here for all your needs. Videography, photography, weddings, corporate events. Give them a call, 314-719-6593. 314-719-6593. That's Cross Grand, located in the Dutch Town neighborhood. Sometimes you got to cross the street. You might have to cross Grand. This is In The Zone. Now, listen, general excitement, organic excitement, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. But that happens when anyone that has come through the doors of the In The Zone Network, mm-hmm. we lay down the blueprint. You follow the blueprint. You execute it. I'm not going to tell you nothing that won't be executed. The people who don't have any success, they don't want to execute the blueprint because you're going to do what you want to do anyway because that's what you've been designed to do. But all you're doing is just adding to what you have. And just by making that adaptation to what you already do best, that's why we're so excited and lucky to be working with a talent I'm like excited, yourself. baby, because I got to fill myself with confidence before I get out the car to come to work. Because mm-hmm. Alex give it to you one time. Mm-hmm. I be having to have two takes sometimes. Yeah, your time is money, honey. Yeah, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> On the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You are listening to The Real In The Zone Network. This is it. The following program does contain language that some might find objectionable. Parental discretion is advised. We just want our respect. Rob wants his respect. <laughs> Coach Vogel wants his respect. Our organization wants their respect. Laker Nation wants their respect. And I want my damn respect, too. Hey, everybody. This is Ashley Wright from Sports with Ashley, and you are listening to The Price Check. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Price Check Podcast. I am your host, Josh Price. Of course, the show is brought to you by the In The Zone Network, going city to city, state to state, worldwide. You are listening to In The Zone. My man, Arlington A-Train Lane. It's been a while. Yes, sir. It's Um, been a while, man. We have a lot of NBA rumors to catch up on. Uh-huh. Not a whole lot of time to do it, but we we gonna kind of rapid fire these things here. Definitely, real quick. Um, now, for those of y'all keeping score at home, <laughs> I do have to make mention as we kick this show off. Um, securing the bag is something that we're passionate about here at the Price Check Podcast. That is correct. Um, most specifically, those of uh, African American descent securing bag. <laughs> Uh, and I want to give a real quick shout out to Stephen Silas. For those of y'all at home who don't know who Stephen Silas is, mm-hmm. he is now the new head coach of the Houston Rockets. Um, right. First time head coach. The only first time head coach that is a black man that was hired this offseason. Mm-hmm. Shame on you, NBA. But we'll, we'll say that for another show. <laughs> um, but wanted to give him a shout out because now I am going to go on to destroy the runnings and operations of... <laughs> This team that he is now coaching. <laughs> Houston got some problems, bro. Houston got some problems. True ones. Um, starting at the top, we know Daryl Morey is now no longer the GM. Raphael Stone has been promoted from within the ranks to take that job. Uh, we mentioned Steven Silas now 
being the head coach because Mike D'Antoni also no longer there. Um, he is actually an assistant coach or will be an assistant coach on Steve Nash's uh, coaching staff in Brooklyn next year. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of changes. And we might not be done with the changes because Russell Westbrook has made it known that he wants out of Houston. We probably could have saw this coming two, three, four miles away, not even just one. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as we know right now, James Harden is locked in, quote-unquote, on being a Houston Rocket next year. First question to you, Arlington, <laughs> because I, I, there's a lot of ways that I really could see this thing going. All of them have one direction, and that's downhill. <laughs> Uh, I feel bad for Silas then, man. I, I, feel, so, bad. I, feel, bad I feel bad for him because, of course, you know, happy first-time head coach. You finally get your big shot, and it's while the team is fucking crumbling in front of you. Um, right before your very eyes. Starting with Russell Westbrook mm. because we've seen that he has a short list of teams that he prefers to be traded to. Um, it, if you notice anything about those teams, they are all contenders. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get that out the way. Uh, with the Bucks, both of the LA teams, and um, gosh, I'm blanking on what the fourth team was initially. But we've also heard that the Knicks have been added to that short list. Um, question for you: Russell yes, Westbrook sir. in a New York Knicks uniform equals what? Christmas Day game won't be boring. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you you will have the most exciting. <laughs> 32 and 50 team you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> wait, wait, in New York. They're not playing 32 and 50. Well, oh, so, I'm sorry. They so let's, 22 let's, and 50. <laughs> 22 and 50. We shaved 10 yeah, victories. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to give them any any slack on the losses because I see the Knicks <laughs> still having some losses in their future. He shaved 10 wins. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that, New York. 72 games, not 82. So let's take 10 of them wins back. That um, is very brutal. But – I. I'm a little, what's the word that I have today? A little perplexed. I don't really know, one, what trade value Russell Westbrook still has right now, especially after what we saw in the bubble and teams basically being able to dare him to shoot. Um, But you have teams like Charlotte, we've heard, being interested in trading for Russell Westbrook where – they have the contracts to get it done. They might, you know, have to add a draft pick maybe, something like that. But you also looking at it from Russell Westbrook's perspective, you know, he's not getting any younger. Pretty sure Charlotte isn't going to be a contender in the East anytime soon. Just celebrated. Russell just celebrated his 32nd birthday as this, as of this show. Yeah. So he's already 32. He's off the calendar now. You yeah, he's a, yeah. No more, you know, celebrating this birthday on this day type of thing. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. you off the calendar yeah, now, off, bro. Yeah, it's, it's looking bad for us. <laughs> and look, this is this is coming from somebody who truly loves watching Russell Westbrook play basketball just because of the motor he has, night in and night out. Um, but I don't. One, I don't see anything the Lakers could give up for him, so that takes out that option. What are you getting? If you're the Clippers and your two best players are Russell Westbrook and Kawhi, you have to get rid of yeah. Paul George is gone if he goes right, and, and then Tyron. This is Tyron Lue's team now. Yeah, no more Doc Rivers in, in L.A. 
<sighs> that sounds like a nightmare. Point guard with another point guard, and this was they consider him a point god. Yeah. So. I'm talking about Russ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Tyrod. <laughs> yeah. Under no circumstances no, here. Not at all. But you're looking at much clashing because Russ clashes with pretty much anybody. It's a train wreck. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. It, like, so, and then I'm thinking about it too. Like, I'm intrigued by the thought of him and Giannis playing together. Yeah. But, one, if you're the Bucks, what are you giving up? To get Russ, Bledsoe has to go. Well, Bledsoe would definitely be the start. I'm I'm assuming from a money standpoint, it has to be Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez and another contract because of how much money is owed to Westbrook next year. Don't be don't be surprised if that person is Chris Middleton. Yeah, but if you're giving up Chris Middleton and all you can show for it and getting back, no, 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 no. I'm talking about in, in the package deal. Oh, and maybe a draft pick or so. But if you if you give up Middleton it's and almost. keep Bledsoe, that's a mistake. No, I'm saying Bledsoe's gone. He's out that. He's out the mix. You know what I mean? You, they made a mistake by signing. Yeah, that large deal and for again, Bledsoe. We we talk about compound mistakes a couple times here on the show. This is now like level four of the compound mistake of just not handing Malcolm Brogdon a contract extension. The the Bucks have gone backwards. Yeah. You're supposed to be going forward. This was supposed to be your finals year. Like, we supposed to see you in NBA finals, not the Miami Heat. Now, don't get me wrong. Miami was a great team. But you were solidified. MVP status. You was a couple of games away to getting to the NBA finals. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so now you ain't supposed to digress. But I think you're taking a further step back if you go from – and I don't want people to confuse this as me saying that I believe Chris Middleton is just all around a better player than Russell Westbrook because I I don't want to be heard wrong in this. But in terms of fit next to Giannis, we can't have both of our star players not being able to shoot. <laughs> like what what are you gonna do if you the Bucks fourth quarter? Your two go to options are Giannis and Westbrook, and everybody says, okay, we just gonna step back and, and foul Giannis, let Russ shoot from the outside. And y'all going to lose in the second round. I mean, okay, I'm going to put it like this. We said the same thing on your team, Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Let the man shoot. And guess what he was doing? He was knocking them suckers down. Well, I think the difference, though, for somebody like Rondo is Rondo is probably in the gym shooting hundreds, thousands of those jump shots, just catch-and-shoot jumpers. Mm Mm-hmm. Russ wants the ball in his hand. Russ, a lot of times, except for when he was just playing with James Harden, has the ball in his hands. He's taking pull-up threes with confidence, but the problem is he's got some irrational confidence that's not going in. Like that. So I think there's a, a little bit of a difference between being comfortable taking a set jump shot with nobody around you off of the catch versus having to create your shot and – a lot of your game being based on the athleticism and all that and starting to lose those legs as you get to 32, 33, 34, I see this going downhill regardless of where he goes. Yeah, now, Unfortunately, the, he ain't LeBron James. Yeah, that's just, I mean, it, it's a lot of guys that ain't, but Russ, you just, you know, he's going to have an Allen Iverson type of end, which is sad to think about, 
Um, because I think once once it goes for Russ, it's just gonna be gone. There's no gradual decline for him. Yeah, decline for him. I think it's just gonna be gone like, overnight. Can you say that that's what we seeing with Chris Paul? No, I think so. Chris Paul actually had a very good season last year. Right. I think for him, he is going to if he leaves OKC because I do think there is an outside chance he stays. If they trade him, he cannot go into a situation like he was in, you know, with like Houston or the Clippers where night in, night out, you need Chris Paul to be pretty much your best player or like a 1B to your 1A. Um, If he can go to like a Milwaukee or to a, eh, I would say to a lesser extent, Phoenix where you have a Devin Booker who is going to be your primary go-to guy, and Chris Paul is just going to be needed to make up the deficit of the talent around them that has been there so far. Okay. You Imagine what he just did with Oklahoma City. It did that. It's like a young team. You put a veteran on there, yeah. change their whole dynamic. They were the fourth seed in the Western Conference or fifth seed in the Western Conference. Still, you were in the middle of the pack right. when you was already being labeled as lottery pick. Yeah. Now, they, they probably going to be in the lottery this upcoming season. But, we'll, again, we'll get to them. Uh, because I've also heard some crazy, crazy rumors about them being interested in trading up to get the number one draft pick. Now, if if you're OKC and you do that, I'm not sure who you're doing it for. Because, I mean, if you're looking to take LaMelo, okay, cool. But then that means you're probably giving up SGA. And I don't... I can see how you would feel like he's not the guy to build around. Um, I think he is a piece to build around. I, I wouldn't give up that asset. But, I mean, maybe they feel different. They got him in the building every day. So, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But I think the best possible destination for Westbrook, as crazy as it probably is going to sound, is the Knicks. Wow. I, I – I can't even believe I'm saying it as I said, <laughs> but that that's on the same breath as if you know you ain't ready, you don't want to win no more. That's how I felt like with Carmelo. Well, and it's that's not the bad even, rep we give him all the time. It's not even so much about him not wanting to win anymore. I think if you if you could get the Knicks to be a hundred percent honest with you, sitting and having a conversation, they would probably tell you we just need to get a star in the building. We don't care if they're washed up. We don't care if they look washed up by the time that they get on the court for us. We don't care if they turn out to be a two-time all-star over the next couple seasons. We just need to get somebody who is at that level and at that caliber in the building so that other stars will be able to hear directly from that person's mouth, hey, the Knicks treated me well. The Knicks are trying to build something. You should think about it. That's amazing that you have to go that route because New York is the number one television and radio market, the biggest market in all of professional sports, right? Yeah. Even though two teams don't even play in that state. Yeah. Two teams don't. <laughs> but my point is when you think of – the Knicks, you think of the garden, you think of the crowd. Yeah. And, you know, they will – what's crazy is that they are just as bad as Cubs fans. And I mean by that is they they ride or die no matter what. Here's the thing. 
for somebody that's my age, how are you like? There's nobody that can tell you you're a fair weather Knicks fan if you're under thirty. <laughs> if, if you're if you're under thirty and you root for the Knicks, you are loyal, my friend. You are loyal. What what have they done for you besides besides get Carmelo and give you some false hope? What have they done for you? What have the Knicks done for you since 1990? Mm. They made one Finals appearance, and John Starks blew. And think about it: a 90s 90s babies like yourself. Yeah, you you never even knew. And I'm talking about when you were younger. You didn't know that the Knicks went to the finals until you learned about it, right? The, so the only the only true experience that I have with the Knicks being a quote unquote winning team is the lockout finals. Wow, that's the only like clear I can remember where I was watching the Knicks play in this championship situation. That's, and I remember that. And I that's remember it. That series. That's it. They had, like I said, a couple playoff exits once they got mellow and all that. They had, you know, a good 30 games out of Amari. <laughs> first do, you know, do you know how wild that is? That you haven't had real success in three decades. decades. We starting in the third now. Yeah. Like, that's bad. But, you- but it goes back to my point of they just need a star in the building. Especially, so put it like they this. They need new ownership. Well, yeah, they've needed new ownership for a while. But that's the part that's the hardest to change at this point. They got Leon Rose in the building. They got World Wide West there. Two guys who at least have the connections to get you talent. Regardless of if they actually know what they're doing or not, at least they have the ability to connect with the stars, right? Mm -hmm. If you're the Knicks, and let's say all you have to do is give up Julius Randle, Kevin Knox and another contract. Maybe one of those Dallas picks that you got when you traded Porzingis. I'll take Russell Westbrook for that. I get to keep R.J. Barrett. I get to keep Mitchell Robinson. I'll take my chances with that, especially in the East. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to love to see your skills in NBA 2K21 as a franchise, and I want you to choose the Knicks. I want to see you pull that off. Hey, look. I can I can make some things happen, baby. I, and look, I'll make it happen with the sliders off. I ain't got to do cheap. I, I can make it happen. I can pull some strings, man. Just watch me work. No, but see, here's the thing I want to tell people. Those that do play 2K, it's okay to use sliders. But make sure they're realistic enough where it, it gives you – it don't give you a full advantage where yeah. if you want to play games where you got to lose sometimes. Uh, I hate when folks are going 82 and 0 all the time. Nah. It's not fun. Take nah. some losses because it makes you work harder. Take some risks. Here's some challenges, man. Exactly. Listening to the Price Check Podcast, of course, talking through some of these storylines in the offseason. So back to the to the Rockets. Yes. Um, definitely think Russ, his best option is going to the Knicks. And, hell, even if they were sniffing an eight seed, that's better than what – They've been past few years. The East has been <coughs> other than the other than the Sixers, the Celtics. Okay, I guess the Heat. You got the win. The Pacers. They just stay middle near the bottom. Right. That deal. And the Bucks are digressing. Right. You know, we don't know what the Nets look like yet. So yeah, the bottom feeders are all. This is time to come up in the East. Yeah. If you if you at the bottom now with the Rockets, my question is once. If and when you trade Russell Westbrook, what are you trying to build around James Harden? 
because again, you have you, a first year head you might coach. Might as well ship them because you might as well consider this as an entire rebuild of the Rockets, and it's just gonna have to happen because the D'Antoni yeah. era did not work, and we knew that. We called it. We know. We knew as soon as he stepped foot in Houston, it was going to be. Now I can I can honestly say. If Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, and I guess that's what twenty eighteen, they we could be talking about this a whole lot different. It, that game seven would have been. If, if he don't get hurt, we could be talking about this a whole different way. But the results are the results. No championship appearances. No, I mean, no, fi- you know, no finals appearances. Couldn't win. You no know, Western Conference. Hell, you got a pretty ugly loss. A couple ugly losses on your playoff record if you Mike D'Antoni and James Harden together because you have the series against San Antonio where I think James Harden, he I want to say he went like 0 for 10 from the field, 1 for 10 or something like that, and had a chance to make it in the end, didn't. You failed to close out the Warriors not once but twice. They were up 3-2 when Chris Paul gets hurt, lose game 6-7. and seven. They were up the year Kevin Durant got hurt. And then, of course, Stephen Curry said, not in my house, and, and took that series back. So, if I was James Harden, I would be looking to get out of Houston. But I think I think James Harden is also smart enough to realize that if he's looking to leave, getting traded isn't the way to do that. <laughs> Because you don't you don't control anything about where you go, and yeah, you I think, can make demands all you want. Yeah, and I I think you know he would be the type of player where his demands would be you know heard and, and you know thought out. But at the same time, who could realistically trade for James Harden right now? It's not a lot. That list of teams um, is not that long. Those that don't have, those that got money, like, like a Charlotte. Or, or if you, I know, you know, we talked about Philly, right? Uh-huh. Philly being interested in wanting to pursue Harden, of course, because of the tie with him and Daryl Morey. Um, I don't know how I would feel about seeing James Harden play for Doc Rivers. That exactly. That would be a little weird. That would, yeah, yeah. And but, I think I think he'll cheapen him a bit. You know what I'm saying? Well, he won't let him be James. He wouldn't let him be James. And then what it, like, we don't really know what James Harden is outside of D'Antoni's system. Or at least we haven't seen it in some time. So what does that look like with him going does somebody acclimate their system to allow James to play in a similar way? Um a lot of, don't play that. A lot of those accommodations that were were and are being made to him in Houston is part of the reason why guys like Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook have not wanted to play that. So at some point, you have to look at it as a give and take. And okay, how much are we going to cater to our superstar if that means that no other stars want to play next to him? Then that's a Harden problem and not a Houston problem, right? But it, but it becomes Houston's problem if they don't have anybody that can give them a satisfying trade offer for. Right, and that then that's what it becomes. But James has to has to. Figure out in his mind, I know you want the shots, you get the scoring titles, all that. You get all that type of glory. But, bruh, something's going to have to give. Yeah. You're going to have to digress. Mike had to digress, man, a bit to get what he wanted. Just a bit. You don't have to get rid of everything that you do. And that's so – because you're one of the 
the top five, top ten players in the in, in the, the league. league. Yeah. And so you don't if you want to win, you're gonna have to digress. Yeah. I to mean, progress. Look, it's Houston, I think they're in trouble though. Because like again, if and when you trade Russ, okay, let's say you trade him to Charlotte. What you getting back? Terry Rozier, Cody Zeller. Like you're not getting any players that are going to seriously you, help you. You would win. literally have to get six players <laughs> and a draft pick. Because Charlotte was, and I mean, and I'm saying that even though I'm being uh, sarcastic about it, you're gonna have to give up some players because they have to add. They all have to add to thirty plus yeah. points a game. The thirty-five at that, they have to equal that much to get that kind of production to be in Houston. And you won't get that out of whoever you choose to select right. in Charlotte, and think that that's going to make them, that's going to elevate them. Now, if you're going to do that, you're doing it as a complete rebuild. But like you said, Charlotte's not getting anything either. Yeah. So, like, if you Charlotte, okay, you can sell a few more tickets, but y'all can't have fans right now. So, what is that truly doing for you? It does. I don't think there's any any gain for a team like Charlotte who doesn't have. A young star already. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no gain in them trading for Russell Westbrook when all it is okay. At best, y'all would be like the AC and going and getting y'all teeth kicked in in round one. Yes, that's it, pretty much. So I don't know. Like you could also see what if Houston decides okay, we'll be the team that builds around Russ and we trade hard and see what we get. Now again. You don't have many options. I know, again, throughout Philly, you basically would be trading Ben Simmons for James Harden. I'm going to say, who are you going to put with Russ? Who's going to want to play with Russ? Embiid with Russ if they that, decide to keep – That already sounds like yeah, a train wreck. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't – are you going to trade James Harden to the Clippers? Like – So you can run over Ty Lue? Go for it. But if I'm now if I'm the Clippers, I like the the prospect of having Harden and Kawhi more than I do Paul George and Kawhi. Yeah, because at least James Harden will will try to or will correction he won't necessarily try to, but he is going to come up a little bit bigger than Paul George in some of those those failed big moments. Now we've also seen James have shortcomings in those big moments too. But I can at least say I've seen him have you know, his usual 30-point nights, you know, in some of those games yeah, against the his, Warriors uh, deep in the playoffs. I think his scoring digresses if he goes to the Clippers. He can't be who he wanted to be. But maybe he needs that, though. Like, every, look, every regular season we see James Harden put up astronomical video game numbers. But when his team needs it the most in the playoffs, he has nothing left to give them. Maybe he needs – he and Kawhi probably could both benefit from having each other because in the regular season, James, you can be James. We're going to load manage Kawhi. We're going to keep him right around 50, 55 games, make sure his legs are ready. Cool. Come playoff time, all right, Kawhi, we run everything through you. James, we're going to let you kind of chill out fourth quarter. We need some big buckets. Here you go. Maybe that's the way it works. Or better yet, you can get the at least you can get the three quarters out of James. And, and say Kawhi for the four. Yeah, take either, over, yeah. whatever you got to do. But I like the idea of that more than I like Paul George and Kawhi together, especially <laughs> after what we saw against the damn Nuggets. Exactly. And so I'm like, at this point, you looking at it, if if James does go to 
the Clippers. Yeah. Throw the Lakers out. I'm sorry. It's we not look, happening. Look, you don't need him. Let, let's keep it. Let's keep it a buck. Lakers barely got enough money to spend on the role players around LeBron and AD. We can't afford to bring in a third star unless they completely wipe the deck clean. And why do you need to do that when you're coming off a championship? You don't, you don't need to do right. that. You can't, you can't sit here and tell me. You, if anything, you're trying to dethrone the Lakers at this point. That's where we're at. Yeah. So, you know, I think something is going to have to – to change in Houston, it's probably going to happen sometime around the draft this upcoming week. It it's going to get crazy here with some of these offseason moves, man. As we you know start to move into to next week around the draft. So, a couple other things that I want to definitely make sure that we hit on before we wrap up. Uh, Drew Holiday on the trade block. My reaction instantly to that was, if the Clippers ever wanted to stop clipping, this might be their opportunity to do it. Um. Because if you're the again, if you're the Clippers, if all I have to do is give up Lou Will, Pat Bev, and you know maybe another player, a draft pick, something like that, I'll take Drew Holiday next to Paul George. I give Kawhi. up Pat Beverly just because I'm petty. Yeah, Pat Bev can go. I'll look. Send if you want to sign a trade, Montrez Harrell, be my guest. I'll drive him to the airport. <laughs> look, it's that simple. Get him out of there. Um, another team that I saw that is interested in Drew Holiday that I feel like is very interesting is the Celtics. Yeah, I heard that. Um, because from a money standpoint, the only way that works is if you're giving up Hayward or Kimba. And at this point, you don't know that Hayward is opting in. So you have to be having these talks or having these negotiations with some type of swap around Kimba and Drew. So you would put together Kimba Walker and Drew Holiday? No, you would put Drew Holiday on the Celtics. You would put Kimba Walker on the Pelicans. No, I'm saying if Gordon Hayward is the guy to go. Oh, well, yeah, I would do that because now Kimba does not have to be responsible for guarding the best guard on the other team. You can leave that to Drew, especially if you still get to keep Marcus Smart. Now – you keep your sixth man. Mm-hmm. You have your lineups where you can put Marcus Smart and Drew Holiday out there together where Drew's the primary ball handler. Drew can play off the ball next to Kimba. I think that's a great fit. I just don't know how you make it work from a contract standpoint if you're not giving up Kimba or Gordon Hayward. And, again, Gordon Hayward has to opt in, opt in, in order for this to work with him. I mean, that's not, that's not consider him a slouch. He has been on a – a defensive first team or yeah. a defensive team twice. So Yeah, like I, I definitely, you know, again, I think the trade could work either way, but it starts with what happens with Gordon Hayward. And, I mean, he – I don't think he's passing up a 30 – I think it's like $34 million player option. Mm-hmm. But for him, it's only one year. Maybe he and his agent have found a team that's willing to pay him over multiple years. Maybe yeah. that's the case. We saw that with Al Horford last year. He had the chance to opt in with the Celtics, took the money in Philly. Now, of course, they're looking to trade him, but neither here nor there. He got his money anyway. Yep. So, I think Drew Holiday to the Celtics makes a lot of sense. It doesn't cure their biggest need because I think they still need a real big, but they might be able to make something like that happen in the draft as opposed to free agents. Just not working with Daniel Williams, bro. Look, the time lord, man, I think he got some potential, but I don't, I don't see him being a serious contributor if they want to make a – championship run like they need a real true like protect the rim big or a big that is like 
obviously you can't get an Anthony Davis right now, but something somebody on that level, then you might be in business. So <laughs> man, start uh, looking at draft man or start working on taco. Look, something. Something gotta something gotta happen because Daniel Tice ain't the answer. Yep. Um next on the, the rumor list, the Suns being interested in Chris Paul. Um I think it makes some sense for them, but I'm also nervous if that's the big offseason move for them because that's that's a really major win now move. And just because they went eight no in the bubble doesn't mean they're necessarily ready to win now. The same could be said about how he was with Oklahoma City. That that could be a big boost. You know, a boost out not just their morale and you know, it can let him know, hey, we can get into the playoffs if we want to start winning now. They got a good coach in Monty Williams. You know what I mean? Uh, DeAndre Aiden is starting to come into his own. You got Devin Booker. You need a little piece at the point guard position. Nothing wrong with having a veteran like Paul come in and do something. And not only that, when we got to see during the bubble with Chris Paul, is he had some pretty good games. It yeah, wasn't no slouches. It's still a lot left in, in the tank for Chris Paul. I right. just My fear for him, again, is if you rely on him too much, when is that injury going to happen? That's what Devin Booker comes in. Right. So, that's when you that's when you need to solidify that. When you got a backcourt like that, you solidify that. That's yeah. when you the guy. Now, if he goes down, then that's when you have to rely on a Chris Paul. Right. But we're not you're not even thinking about it like that. You're thinking about it as the guy on your squad is Devin Booker. That's yeah. simple. Yeah. Now I, I think if you get Chris Paul next to Devin Booker, I think the, the trade rumor was, you know, Ricky Rubio and Kelly Oubre for Chris Paul. Hate to give up Kelly Oubre, but at the same time, you know, you saw a lot out of Mikael Bridges. You saw a lot out of uh, Cameron Johnson for them in the bubble. That move could be smoothed over. You also – the wings grow on trees nowadays. You can get a wing. <laughs> no no problem there. That wings grow on trees. Yeah. Last rumor that I want to hit on, Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Been some interesting news around Depot. Yeah. It was rumored that basically he was told – before the bubble because initially he opted to not play. He then changed his mind and went to Orlando. Rumor that I have heard is that he was basically told either come to the bubble or you don't have a job. Like, they basically hit him with the either you resign or we'll fire you. <laughs> like, so, crazy to start. We've also now heard rumors about him wanting out of Indiana. Rumors that have gone so far as to him asking members of the Heat, Raptors, and Knicks to, quote-unquote, come get me in front of his Pacers teammates. No, I heard he denied that. Now, of course, he's going to deny that. He's also denied the fact that he wants out of Indiana. He's said that he wants to stay there. Rumors aren't true, this, this, and that. Okay, cool. Just because you want to stay in Indiana doesn't mean Indiana wants you there. And I believe right now Victor Oladipo is more valuable to them as a trade piece than he is actually on the roster. But that's my take. Then you start playing for your trade value then. Well, and so here's the thing. It, if it gets, if he's playing on the team by that time. It, again, it, I think for them it makes a little bit more sense to try to go ahead and trade him before the season, before you give him the opportunity to get on TV, get on film, out here fucking up basically so you want to make sure you you know can assure people that he's healthy and all that but at the same time you also want to take him and trade him when his value is at his highest versus letting that value dwindle. so Definitely. 
Yeah. Something else, you know, that we definitely keeping our eye on going into next week. Like I said, I think next week is going to be a real, real big week in terms of news, trades, and all that around the draft. Um, interested to see how the top of this draft plays out. Of course, you know, you know, Lamelo at the top, James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards. It's a lot of other prospects that I'm interested in. Tyrese Halliburton, who is an Iowa State guy that I saw the Bulls might take, but y'all don't really have great luck with guys coming out of Iowa State. Um, two thousand, baby. <laughs> the coach himself. Yeah, you, you know that don't typically go well. Yo, for coaches. Let yeah. me say, coaches. Let me let me let me reiterate that. Coaches. Yes. Floyd and Hoiberg, both of them out of there. And then, <laughs> not to mention, and then I think he was the fourth pick, Marcus Pfizer. Leave Iowa State alone. Yeah, leave that alone. Leave so, them alone. Um, but I do like Halliburton. Um, I really like Tyrell Terry out of Stanford. He's somebody I'm keeping my eye on, hoping that he drops to the Lakers. I don't think he's going to last that long in the draft, but <laughs> keeping my fingers crossed on that one. Um, and then uh, what's my man name out of USC? Okongwu. He's a big man. Kind of remind you a little bit of like a great value version of Bam. You know, for those of y'all that shop at Walmart, you have your regular store brands or your regular brand names. You got the, he's a Walmart brand. Yeah, he's the great value version of Bam. The great value version. Yeah, there you so, go. Uh, keeping my eye out on some of those prospects and, and more of these trade rumors and stuff. But, of course, we'll, you know, have a show for y'all out there um, after the draft plays out so we can talk about the results of all that. But um, one last thing I want to hit on before I go, too. It's non-basketball story, but I would be remiss if I did not bring this up. Big, big shout-out. We Again, we love people securing the bag. Kim Ng, new GM, Miami Marlins, first female general manager across all the major sports. Huge, huge shout out. Congratulations to her. Hoping more and more women continue to get their opportunity to show that they know just as much, if not more, than some of these males that have been running these teams for years and years. So, big shout out to her securing her bag. Again, hoping that it leads to many more women like her being able to secure the bag working in the world. It's time for Becky Hammond to get that job. Come on. we Look, Again, y'all know what we like at the price check. Secure a bag. Again, women, people of color, everybody. We want everybody to secure a bag. Uh, but until next time, folks, this has been the Price Check Podcast. I am your host, Josh Price. Checking out. I'm Alexander for the Inner Zone Network. I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, Cafe Piazza. They're located at 1900 Arsenal. They have a happy hour where you get buy one, get one 50% off on all items of equal or lesser value. They also have large pizza, of beer, and wine. All cash tips go to furloughed employees. That's at Cafe Piazza. Give them a call, 314-343-0294. They also do delivery and curbside pickup. And on the weekend, their brunch is open. Get yourself some bottomless mimosas, Bloody Marys, breakfast pizza, a la carte, all at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal. That is Cafe Piazza, 314-343-0294. 314-343-0294 and a thank you for your business.